Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Never Open Podcast, the podcast open to everyone, uh, except for Elon Musk. He's a dickhead. My name is Luke. I am your host of the Never Open Podcast, and with me, as always, is my co-host and producer extraordinaire, Mr. Andy Guy. Say hello, Mr. Andy. Hello. My name is Mr. <laughs> Guy, or Andy, or whatever. I mean, I'll answer to whatever. I had somebody talking to me today that i've known for years and they're like so are you andrew or andy because i like at work i go by andrew but like off work i go by andy but i don't really like andy i prefer andrew actually i really like people to call me drew but nobody does so hey we're here to talk about wrestling man you didn't like it i've been calling you andy this whole time i'm a freaking asshole it's my name (laughs) like what are you supposed to do it's not your fault it's my name it's my fault well it's not really my fault either but here we are yeah, that's that is true. Blame your parents. I mean, you, there's nothing you can do about it to change your name or anything. It's just like you're stuck with it. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> all right. So uh, today we're covering one show and one show only, which is the historic crossover between New Japan Pro Wrestling and Stardom. Before we get to that, uh, we swear a lot, so be aware of that because we're going to do a lot of that probably because I always do. Shit. And there are ways people can uh, interact with us if they wish to. Uh, if it's still working and still going, you can interact <laughs> with us on the Tweety. <laughs> I'm at Grumpy2EB. Mr. Guy is at Drusifer Tweets. Uh, and collectively, we are at NeverOpenPod. Also, if you want to send us a written or voice email, that's probably the way, get, way to go. I don't think Gmail's getting closed down anytime soon. <laughs> you can do that too. Uh, <laughs> NeverOpenPod at gmail.com. And if you want to look never as fuck with uh, socks, hoodies, shirts, stickers, all of that stuff. We got merch. Check out our Teespring store. Do all of that. Oh, my goodness. Wow. Hey, so Robbie Eagles, he's getting a sticker? Is that right? He, he certainly is. Like, uh, he, he, he sent uh, he sent a tweet, a tweety out with uh, his suitcase. And uh, it's the uh, the Josh Work Stiff guy said, man, we got to get ourselves some stickers. I saw his tweety and I was like, wait a minute. We have stickers. So I took a photo. <laughs> So I took a photo of the sticker and I was just like, I sent it straight to Robbie Eagles going like, hey, there's one with your name on it. And he's like, oh, I said to him, hey, uh, it looks like you got room. He goes, I've got other bags. So I was like, fuck yeah, there's a sticker with your, there's one with your name on it. Uh, sticker, not bag. So, uh, you know. You know. Uh, but I, I can, Josh uh, from WeWork Stiff, I appreciate them just because their name isn't something about strong style. I'll tell you what. We sure are yeah. talking about the strong style. <laughs> I'm We've sorry. got a Japanese podcast. What do we call it? Strong style. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I think that's so funny. But our name is uh, terrible, uh, so what am I talking about? Yeah, it's it's true. I, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm sorry I came up with it. But, uh, yeah. yes, so uh, if, if Josh, if you're listening, uh, I did steal your idea, and thank you so much. Uh, you can have a sticker, too, if you want. Uh, <laughs> just in case you receive Robbie Eagles before we do. <laughs> <laughs> Which might be the case. Who knows? So. Which might be the case. Uh, in fact, uh, they might have seen him over to Marshy. They did an interview with uh, Mr. Eagles as well, so good on him. So uh, oh, anyway, well, they're better rather than, than uh, put over another podcast, uh, let's uh, continue with our own. Before we uh, get to the fireworks factory that is the historic crossover between New Japan and Stardom, there was, uh, uh, was another pay-per-view I watched that day. So, yeah, I pretty much watched like 10 hours of wrestling <laughs> on Sunday. Oh, poor Luke, yeah. What what time was full beer on at, uh, for you? All right, uh, so full beer started 
Uh, well, the, uh, the the kickoff zero hour thing started at uh, 11 p.m. and uh, 11 a.m. Sorry, and then uh, the pay per view started at midday. You motherfucker! So, <laughs> so even when you, it's like it's like rough Sunday. for you, it's like 11 a.m. God damn, man! This yeah. this American History X under show was at 2 a.m. my time, so I actually took a nap. Watched it live, fell asleep in the main event, and then watched the main event later. But man, I lasted a long time. I lasted a lot longer than I thought I would. So, I agree. Yeah, you, you certainly did. But yeah. So, uh, you know, it was a big day for me. Uh, it was a it was a pretty good pay per view too. I re- I I really liked it. Uh, but uh, before we get to the actual like, before I talk about the actual like uh, pay per view pay per view, on the uh, on the pre show, the zero hour pre show, we had. Uh, Eddie Kingston versus June Akiyama. So Eddie's not on the main show, but is it June Akiyama? Is that did I pronounce oh, it correctly? You, you mispronounced Eddie's name. You what did I say? Ed. You said Eddie Kingston. <laughs> yeah, sorry. You were nervous about pronouncing the Japanese name, yeah. right? So <laughs> yeah. yeah, the English one I've got. I'm like June Akiyama. I think that's it. So yeah, they had a match on the on the pre-show. Uh, I think it, uh, Eddie should have definitely been on the main show, but uh, whatever. Uh, He's the it was pre-show great. stopper now, right? Like he main events yeah, all the so. pre-shows against some Japanese guys always wanted to wrestle. That's what yeah. it is now. So. Oh, I'm not on the pay-per-view. Oh, that sucks. Oh, what? I get a dream match with one of my wrestling hero gods. Uh, cool. <laughs> <laughs> so that's what he did. He got to have a dream match with uh, June Akiyama. It was awesome. They beat the shit out of each other. June Akiyama beat Eddie on Rampage because it was Akiyama and uh, uh, Takashita versus uh, Ortiz and Eddie. And June Akiyama beat Eddie in that match, which led to this match at uh, at Full Gears pre-show. So, uh, yeah, it was good. It was hard-hitting. It was awesome. Oh, man. Like, the whole match... Eddie's eyes have, have a, a, like a water in them, like the whole match. Like, <laughs> like the whole match, even when Eddie's being a badass and doing whatever shit, you can see he's on the verge of tears like the whole time, and he only lets them out after the match is over. He, he does win. It's an amazing match. I loved it. And after the match, like, he does the bow to uh, Junakiyama, and Junakiyama does it back, and, you know, respect, respect, respect. So, uh, yeah, it was a big moment for Eddie, and uh, I loved it. It was a great match. It was good. Okay. Lots of lariats? Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> like, <laughs> all Japan has, you know how New Japan has the three musketeers or whatever? All Japan yep. has the four pillars. And it's, you know, it's uh, uh, Misawa, Kenta Kobashi, Kawada, and this guy whose name I've never figured out how to pronounce. It's like Akira Tawe. I think it's Tawe. And uh, those guys all have matches against each other a million times and stuff. And they're, you know, kind of the go-to guys. But this Junakiyama guy, he's kind of like the fifth Beatle. You know what I mean? He's like that yeah. that guy that was in he there does. too, that had all those same amazing matches with those same guys. He just, you know, didn't have the same recognition for whatever. Maybe he left earlier than those guys or something. But at the the incestuous nature of new Japan pro wrestling and all pro wrestling for that matter is a confusing and we, you know, uh, it's, it's a wild web of confusion. So it's hard to kind of remember all that stuff or figure it out, but yes, he is good. So I'm glad that Eddie Kingston, whom I love got to, uh, have that match. I, I will watch it sometime. 
Yes, I think you should. So, yeah, uh, the main show, uh, the main pay-per-view was uh, really good. Um, pretty stacked with uh, ladies' matches, too, which was a really happy yeah. match. three of them. So, uh, How was uh, Soraya? How was that? I She's definitely rusty, but... I think, <laughs> no, 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 like... Like I don't, I, uh, it sounds like I'm I'm slagging her off, but I thought she was a lot better than I thought she'd be. And if this is what she's like, like she was better in her first match than she was at her first promo, if that makes sense. Yeah. You know, her first promo was just like, oh, I'm unscripted. Oh fuck, I fucked this up. But over the next couple of weeks, I I was just like, yeah, you've got this with the promos, and she did. So uh, if this is what she's like in her first match back, uh, I can see her just uh, quickly going like, oh, yeah, I got this, and uh, being the uh, Soraya we all know and love. So it was a really good, really good match. Yeah, a little rusty and stuff, but, you know, Baker took care of her and stuff, and it was, it was entertaining. It disapp- so was it disappointing or not? No, I liked it. I liked it a lot. And uh, every right. next spot, because that's what Britt Baker went for, was just uncomfortable in a really cool, cool wrestling way. Uh, she, she didn't go full Naito on her, but... Uh, you know, but uh, it was. You can't uh, do that in America. Nice. <laughs> you can't do that in America. So. But uh, the best women's match on the night, and one of my favorite matches on the night, was uh, Jamie Hayter and Tommy Storm. Uh, they, these two ladies just beat the shit out of each other. It was gnarly, really cool, uh, you know, uh, near near finishes and all that kind of stuff. But uh, they pulled the trigger. I think everyone wanted it, and it happened. And uh, Jamie Hayter is the. Uh, I fucked this interim shit. She is the women's champion in my in my opinion. So uh, yeah, good on her. I uh, don't do this interim bullshit. She's got the title. It's a big title. It's it's yeah. hers. She's the champ. Interims get confusing. We talked about that about how like that ruined UFC. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Who's the UFC I champion? I don't know. There's a hundred of them, and then there's like three interims and four interims, and it's just nonsense. Anyway. Yeah. Hey guys, just want to let you know this is gonna be a little not not all the way never realm but a little bit so just saying <laughs> now that's cool and uh so yeah there were some uh other really cool matches we had uh the elite return and they took on a death triangle for the uh, trios titles the story is really cool because uh penta has agreed with uh park that uh hey uh we gotta win by any means necessary but phoenix is like no 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 i'm a face i'm not doing shit like that Anyway, like the finish is awesome because uh, Penta's got uh, someone distract the ref distracted. Uh, you know, uh, Pac's been kind of taken out and he's dazed, but he slips uh, Phoenix a hammer, and uh, and Kenny Omega puts Phoenix up for the uh, one winged angel. Yeah. Yeah. So Phoenix tries to get out of it and he can't. And then he knows, he knows his only hope now is to ah. hit Kenny Omega with the hammer. And he does. Okay. One, two, three, Phoenix pins Kenny Omega. Awesome finish. I know everyone wanted the Elite to win on their return match back and stuff, but uh, I'm like, they just came back. They're red hot. Have them chase. Yeah. Hell yeah. So I, I really liked that. So that was really cool. Uh, Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus well, just crushed on, it. Hang on, hang on. I have yeah. a question. I have a mm-hmm. question. So does that mean that the elite are faces now? So did 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 oh, yes, CM yeah. Punk turn them face? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. And dude, in the match <laughs> during the during the trios match, there was a fuck CM Punk chant, and How there was also go? a. Like, <laughs> was I, don't, a... I don't understand. How does the rhythm of that fuck CM Punk? Is it that? Oh, I think it was it? like fuck you, Punk. 
Fuck you, punk. Okay. Like that. That's and then okay. another chant was uh, for Colt Cabana. <laughs> Colt Cabana. But uh, yeah, so uh, that was a really cool match. Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus crushed it in a cage, which is awesome. Uh, MJF won the way a lot of people hey. thought he would win, but with a little twist. Uh, I thought he would somehow like get get a one up on Regal and then take his knucks and then hit uh, Moxley, but they, the way they did it was even better. Uh, Regal tell the refs down so regal's like boy marks get the ref up get the ref up so Mox goes get get the ref up and uh regal slides the brass knucks to mjf mjf of course uses them one two three we got a new champion which is mjf so uh yeah that i thought that was really cool yeah after after they're like amazing promo together you just like these guys are magic let's put them together you know i mean that's obvious that's great and not only that like uh, Moxley, uh, Claudio, and Daniel Bryan, they don't need Regal. And Yuta's going to be fine under their tutelage and all that kind of stuff. Right. So, Dean Amber, you know, what, you know, Moxley's one of the best talkers in pro wrestling. Let's give him a manager. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, uh, funnily enough, MJF is also, like, one of the best talkers in wrestling. He might even be better is, than Moxley. That's true. But, but that, that, yeah, exactly. But that chemistry from that promo segment, you're right. It, it just it's like as soon as it happened i was like oh man this is a fucking no-brainer they're together now awesome uh jade cargill came out like one of the thundercats which was awesome uh she's amazing and uh she beat the shit out of nile rose which was cool so yeah uh they claimed retained their tag titles and stuff all that kind of stuff so yeah it was good it was a good show uh some old joe won the uh tnt title off uh wardlow so uh, he's he's now got the Ring of Honor TV title and that uh, that title as well. So uh, I don't mind uh, Samoa two belts. To That's gonna be simplify things a little bit. <laughs> yeah, you know. Uh, That's funny. Fair enough. Yeah, I feel like uh, Wardlow was better chasing than having the title anyway. He's one of those guys, I think. So uh, yeah, I I had a great time. Yeah. Wasn't he like? So is he gonna go after MJF now? Is that the big like? Because that's like uh-huh. the big story, right? I mean, that's like one of those ones that's just kind of, you know, laying down there just waiting, you know, like like uh, Kenny Omega versus Okada, like four or whatever. Like that's we're waiting for that. That's going to happen one day. Right. So, yeah, this is that this is kind of like a similar thing where it's just underneath the surface. Are they finally going to do that or who or will it be, you know, a, well, will he, you know, what do you think? They got a tournament right now to decide who's going to face MJF first at Winter is Lance Archer. And the final, and have Ricky Starks beat him, of course, as oh! I correctly was predicted. Uh, was it a count No. He pinned <laughs> he him? Out. Yes. Oh, my God. <laughs> they got to make the New Japan guys look strong Ricky on Starks AEW. Ricky Starks is like 5'10", and he so it's going to be a match between oh. e- Ethan Page and Ricky Starks to decide who's going to be the first challenger for MJF at Winter is Coming on December 14. And I'm just like, well, it's not going to be Ethan Page, is it? <laughs> and I don't see Ricky Starks as winning, but I, I like the idea of him having a title shot because I like Ricky Starks a lot. But I still think that Archer match should have been a counter, but it wasn't. Oh, yeah. If like if The Rock had a family and The Rock is the older brother, then, like, in the younger brother, like, the, the baby brother is Ricochet. Then, like, Ricky Starks is, like, their middle. 
child. You know what I mean? They're like, I don't know. They just all seem like the they they look the same to me. I don't know why. So. Oh my goodness! All right. So yeah, that was Full Gear. Uh, I think it was my favorite AW pay per view. But like all of them, I always have a good time. So yeah, uh, Charity was just like, eh, I got work to catch up on. I'll I'll uh, I'll come hang out with you when the historic crossovers on. And I was just like, you picked the right show. Um, because, uh, you know, I, I feel like she's more interested in kind of like uh, seeing the New Japan guys interact with uh, women wrestlers than she was with uh, AEW. Oh, this was a blast. It was so different than what I thought it would be, man. But like before we are you ready to move on to the history oh, X no. thing? OK, so oh, hey, like, yeah. before we talk about the actual show. OK. So we don't have a a like thing to compare this to in the United States, but in you know in New Japan or in Japan, excuse me, New Japan's the top promotion. The second promotion is Stardom, and they're owned by the same company. So it's almost like if like WCW and WWE had a show against each other, which probably happened that I just don't know about it or something like that. But, you know, right there in the 2000s when WWE eat them both, but it's not that same situation. I, it's hard to describe how big of a deal this was in particular for stardom and for fans of stardom, like, and yeah. wrestlers at stardom. I mean, this is like, I mean, we'll get to it in the main event about how important this was and everything to them, but this is a big fucking deal. And the fact that the women got the main event and the way they interact with the men on this show, I loved it. I loved loved it it too. I loved it too. And uh, this whole thing left me wanting uh, another one. Give me another one of these. Give me one one a year. Do it. Look, the only bad thing about this is it made me really, really, really want to watch Stardom. And I know I say that's bad. <laughs> I only say it's bad because, like, I just don't have the fucking time. There's fucking five World Tag League shows on this week. You know, uh, I it, it's, uh, it can be tricky enough for both of us to stay 100% on top of New Japan rather than, and you know. But, man, I hope Stardom get uh, a fuck ton of subscribers after this. They deserve it because they the will. Crushed they it. will. They will. Uh, I don't know, man. I thought this was awesome. I was a little worried. So the pre-show starts right at 2 a.m. And I'm watching it. And, you know, I, I of course, recognized immediately the Iraqi arena. You know, it's a (laughs) a multi-sport venue located in Iraqi, Tokyo, Japan. We all know that, of course. But did you know that this place served as the volleyball venue for the 2020 Summer Olympics and the wheelchair Mm. basketball knockout stage at the 2020 Paralympics? Did you know that, Luke? I bet you didn't. But you did know that this is also the replacement for the Differ Aoki, which was uh, closed and demolished in June 2016, another legendary venue that all, mm. but you know, I mean, not not as cool as the venue that Keno was hanging out uh, at the other day doing, uh, you know, fun stuff with a B League basketball team. That was pretty cool. But this venue is big. <laughs> it's real big and it looks like a lot of fucking people. But when the pre show started, there was like nobody there and it was like worrying me a little bit. Yeah, people are still filing in. So uh, let, let's uh, let's begin with the uh, the first match. Then we've got uh, uh, I can't remember how to pronounce his, his surname, but it's Oscar Lube. Yeah. <laughs> yep, that's no, his that name that, now. 
they're just making jokes like Chris Charlton really thinks his last name's pronunciation is funny. And so he's constantly making jokes on commentary about like, oh, well, we're not sure how to pronounce his last name. There's a couple ideas on how to pronounce it. It might be Luke. You know, you could always just go, hey, um, how do you pronounce your name? I'm going to put you over. That guy's scary. But, uh, but that's not as funny. Yeah, he is fucking tall, too. He's, <laughs> he's he'd, very he'd give. White. He's blindingly white. So. Yeah, yeah, that's right. He's a fucking giant vampire. But uh, he's about. Is he? Who's taller, him or super tall dude? Oh, you mean Andre the dickhead? Um, yeah. Which, by the way, we didn't even talk about the big news. We'll save that for the end. Okay, at the very yeah. end, we got huge, huge news for our our podcast coming up. So we'll we'll save that for the area, the very end. But yeah, I, I think Andre the dickhead is way bigger because. He is so. just so tall, but this guy's real tall. Yep. So we got Oscar, we got Kosai Fujita, Ryohai Ewa, and Yuto Nakashima versus a Gabriel Kid, the Android Alex Yay. Uh, C, uh, <laughs> the Wild Rhino. Uh, that's Clark Connors and Kevin Knight. So it's LA Dojo versus the Japanese Dojo. It's a solid young line match. Connors doesn't do too much probably because he's going to have to be working every night for the the next uh, couple weeks and that's fine. But uh, there's a fucking amazing, my favorite spot in this whole match is this amazing spot where uh, the Android, I can't remember who he has on his shoulders. I can't remember which wrestler it was, but uh, Kevin Knight does this amazing, he just stands there, drop kicks this guy. And I'm just like, okay, Kevin Knight, (laughs) that was gnarly. I love that. the android has one of his guys in the electric, one of the other guys in electric chair position. And yeah. so Kevin Knight from a standing position hits like the Okada drop kick. He doesn't turn over like Okada. He does a flat missile drop kick from the, from the uh, mat. And it's pretty, you're right. Very cool. We're going to see a lot of that in world tag league. Yes. Yes, we are. Uh, so yeah, Gabriel Kidd and the android, they do a double muscle, muscle buster on, uh, on uh, Mr. Lube and the android. Oh, by the way, the Android, like uh, uh, Alex says, he, he says on the tweet, he, man, it's been about almost three years since I last wrestled in Japan, to which, like, I I, I was thinking to myself, that's not very Android-y. You should have said it's been three, <laughs> three, three months, uh, sorry, three years, five months, 11 days, you know, all the way down yeah. to the second. <laughs> but he's, he's lore. He isn't data. Lore would never say that. You know, and I no, mean, right. so like he's not that kind of answer it. But I have a comment uh, or concern here, too, about um, Mr. Kevin Knight. So, like, I love the dropkick. He did really good stuff. But, man, he got heat with me because this guy is is in one of those like forearm exchanges with uh, believe. I can't remember who it was up against, but it's someone else that's good. And they're fucking like they're hitting him and making the noise by hitting him with the forearm. And then Kevin Knight stomping his foot when he was hitting forearms. And I was like, what are you doing? <laughs> like yeah. Somewhere Chibata, like, put the sunglasses on and stared. You know, like, that was, I don't know about that. That was upsetting. But um, what did you think, Luke, of the debut of Soccer Hooligan Gabe Kid in Japan? Yeah, uh, I'm super glad to see him back in Japan. Like, it's, it's one thing to see him in the... Uh, royal quest shows because you know that's his home and all that kind of stuff and we weren't really sure like is he back back well here he is in japan and I'm like, yes please <laughs> so uh maybe he, he you know he 
did what he needed to do to uh, I think he had mental some kind of mental illness issues and stuff so I'm glad he he seems to be all right so uh fuck yeah I'm glad he's back I'm not sure about the skunk haircut but uh I like the motorhead font on his bum so there is that he's not secret heel anymore he's actual heel he's not secret it's not a secret anymore so that's what's good <laughs> all right Luke you ready for this okay so yeah. we get the stardom Rambo I forget what Rambo stands for but it stands for something and it's it just a rumble matter. yeah yeah but it's 15 wrestlers okay and uh, I wrote down their names, and that's kind of – you're going to get that real quick, and then I'm just going to tell you real quick about the match. So here are the people that were in this match. They, uh, the, the people that started, it was Murray, Murray I'm going to uh, uh, you know mispronounce everyone's name too, by the way, and Ami. We were pissed that we didn't see any JT, JTO ladies in there. We wanted oh! – and we yeah. wanted the Karate Lady, and we wanted Lady Bread. We didn't get that, but it's fine. So – um. Those two started, and the same person who started won. So, so they did the Shawn Michaels, which is fucking awesome. Is that how you say it? How are you saying that? My, do you want me to do the names, and then you can talk about the match? I mean, that's fine. <laughs> All right, so we got Myrie. We got Amy Sarai. Uh, Saya Ida. Uh, she's but this – uh, she looks yeah. awesome. She, Saya Ida reminds me of um, – I can't remember her name. She's Russian, and she's in AEW, and – I call her Lady Masha Ishii. No, 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 it's not Masha Slamovich. Uh, somehow Jay's probably listening to me and just screaming at me right now. But I'm um, sorry, another, Jay. Like big Russian-looking lady. In she's not big. All right. But oh, she's no. big in terms of muscles, but she's short in stature, like uh, Saya Ida was. Anyway, we got uh, Natsuko Toya, we got Hanan, we got Hina oh, and she, and oh, Rina, okay. who are twins. Sorry, I'm, I'll just go through these names. Hazuki, we got. Kaguma, Momo, Kahogo, uh, Waka, Tsukiyama. So uh, rem- that's a name to remember, everyone. Waka, yes. Tsukiyama. We got uh, Saki, uh, Kashiyama, uh, Roika, Miyu Miyazaki, and I can't pronounce this one. What is it? Super Strong. Yeah! And Super Strong Starter Machine. But that yes, was uh, amazing. So, all right, Luke. So thanks for pronouncing the names. This match is packed full of double and triple team moves like it's like there are tons of them you know and that's kind of what this match is is that there's there's two factions there's like queen's quest and other and and so as the match goes on more people uh, that are in the factions and are, are not and stuff like that that's kind of the part of it that we don't really get they tried to explain it but it's hard to hard to explain um you know you really liked the sad clown lady i think that's who it was she came out with like a baseball bat and she was fucking insane or like a pipe or something and she yeah. looked crazy and she was awesome um there was all kinds of fun stuff in this match but at the end it's down to mariah i'm i don't know and uh super strong machine all right so do you know about the super strong machine thing do you know what that is um you mentioned it, but uh, let's assume I don't, so the listeners can find out. <laughs> so, like, there's a tradition in hist- in the history of Japanese wrestling. It's usually gaijins, if I remember right, that they would co- they would show up in a mask and they would be blank machine. And like the first the, the first super strong machine that I remember, I think it's Andre the Giant. I think is like, or he's Giant Machine or something. And guys would just show up in a mask. And it was a way to use a wrestler. And then eventually they'd be revealed to be someone. Right. And cool. it's, just, it's like, it's just, 
it's great and they haven't done it in new japan in a while but super strong stardom machine made me laugh so hard i and the fact that it was number like she was number 15 that was fucking hilarious (laughs) and it comes down to her you know and mariah and so a machine almost gets the pin after a suplex but there's a rope break right and then there's this terrifying lariat it's so great and um after a few crazy moves on machine, she gets the pin and she goes the distance. Shawn Michaels uh, style. And this lady, you didn't um, you didn't describe her, but Mariah has a, a kind of characteristic about her that's very interesting. Yes. She looks like Master Watto's sister. So <laughs> she is related to she Master does. Watto. I don't care what anybody says. It's it's real. So. It's in our head canon for life in our fantasy dream books. Uh, it's written. There's a uh, there's one really gnarly spot where Paul Hina, I think it was either Hina or Rena, they're twins. Sorry, I think it's Hina. <laughs> but uh, she's she's out, and the two uh, bigger built ladies of the match do fucking like big splashes on her. So it's almost like she got torpedoed twice. Paul Hina, and she gets crunched. I thought that was awesome. And that's that's a pre-show. Uh, it was. Look, it's really hard to do a, a blow by blow, play by play when I've got to concentrate on writing the names yeah. <laughs> and all this it's kind of problem. stuff. So, yeah. And uh, I'm, I'm hoping that there is a stardom equivalent of our show that can do the other side of, uh, <laughs> of this because uh, we're inexperienced wow. with stardom and that might show as we go along. So, uh, there, be aware of that, everybody. But uh, we love this show, by the way. Just a uh, spoiler alert this show is fucking amazing. And, uh, that was the the pre-show. Uh, it was yeah. really cool. That gives us all that gives all the ladies who aren't on the main show uh, a way to say, hey, this is who we are, and a chance to kind of shine in the spotlight and do all these cool spots and things like that. So really cool introduction to 15 uh, women there. I'd say 14 women because we don't know who Super Strong Starter Machine is, but uh, I was hoping oh. she'd reveal herself at the end. But maybe that's just uh, that, that's a tease. You want to see who Super Strong Starter Machine is? Subscribe to Stardom. There you go. <laughs> I, did you catch these uh, crazy Japanese commercials that came on right after this? Like there, there was a quick break and they showed all these craziest Japanese commercials. There's one for Black Adam. There was a uh, there was one with Great Okan in it. There was one with Ty, Ty, uh, Liger and Tanahashi dancing and stuff. It's yeah. great, man. Hiromu eats noodles in this one commercial. It's just him just sucking down noodles. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love it when things are really Japanese. That's my favorite because it's just different and I like it. (laughs) So, yeah, uh, let's start with, look, this is like probably the only match that I wasn't into for the whole night and no offense to all the wrestlers involved except for maybe uh, Leo Rush and Yo. (laughs) But it is uh, Leo Rush, Yo, Yoshihashi and Ishii versus the house of torture or mechanical dick (laughs) yeah i think it's mechanical dick that's right Uh, this is the only match i have the note of this is a match i watched Mm. because i've seen look how many times have to see yo on one side and show on the other this is another i've never (sighs) heard you go on a rant about that shut up this is the second (laughs) pay-per-view in a row we've bought for New Japan that has these wrestling <laughs> against each other in it. And they say it for fucking free all the time and we're getting it again in Walt Turkley. 
Mm. Yeah, but anyway, mechanical uh, dick. That's pretty funny. This match is fast-paced, and Ishii and Evil are amazing, and, uh, and I love how Ishii does all these spots where he's like, he ducks one House of Torture guy, throws him into the other guy, throw, you know, bounces off the ropes, smash it, macking into Dick Togo, all this kind of stuff. It's fast-paced and gnarly. I love that. And then, uh, sadly, Leo Rush wins by pinning Dick Togo, and they do it using the 3K, which is a yeah. good for, to show. So, yeah, it's fine. Like, yeah. That's my how they decided part, to start it. <laughs> my favorite part of that match is when Dick Togo picked up the pimp cane and used it to sell to the back. He was, like, shaking it like he could barely walk. <laughs> that made me laugh so hard, and I forgot all about the match that had just happened. But, Luke, before we get to this next match, I think you need to tell us about who joins commentary and how this goes. All right. So, uh, we... They've been teasing that someone's going to be joining them on commentary, uh, a lady. And I'm like, oh, yeah, cool. So uh, it is one of the women from the stardom, uh, Rambo. And, uh, of course, uh, if you heard me mention the names, you know which one it is. It is Waka Tsukiyama, who does uh, – well, she's there on commentary. But uh, I feel like I feel like out of all the women in the Rambo, she might have uh, – except Superstardom, Strong Machine, if she is a Gaijin – but they've got to protect her and keep her identity right. But uh, she might have the strongest in- English out of all of them. Maybe Kyrie has better because of going to American stuff. But, you know, she's in the main event. She's not going to do commentary. So Waka Tatsukiyama does not know much English at all, which means there are various points of the night where Kevin will ask her a question and she'll kind of think about it, maybe sh- struggle because she's, you know, you got to process it in the language she knows first, you know, all this kind of stuff. And then fucking Chris will just jump in with Japanese and talk to her in Japanese. And Waka is kind of relieved and replies in Japanese. And then Chris translates, which is a really weird way of doing commentary, English commentary, but, uh, you know, it's fine. Uh, it's, uh, it, it is what it is. Like, I don't think Kevin meant to come across as as like this because I don't think he – I definitely don't think he meant to come across like this, but sometimes he sounds like a little, so, Waka, that's violent, right? Yeah. Oh, no, the, 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 I'll, I'll use the, uh, the Empire match. So, uh, Gideon Gray, he's really ugly, right? Ugly man, don't trust him. Yeah. Ugly man. And I'm just like, don't don't talk to Waka like that. Uh, yeah. But uh, yeah, I don't think he meant anything by it. So I, it, but it is, it's there. So you know that fine. I mean, like some people, well-meaningly, can yeah. like you, you ever like okay, you ever talking to someone and like I've I used to speak to people that speak to another in another language. I used to know like decent Spanish, not anymore, but I did back in the day. And like you know, sometimes someone will just say, "Hey, speak a little slower to you." You know, or, you know, and so instead of doing that, you speak louder. (laughs) Yes. Like, that's kind of what he was doing. It was like his heart was in the right place. But like, sometimes he's just like speaking louder instead of speaking slower or speaking dumber instead of speaking slower. You know what I mean? So and plus they're doing commentary voice. So they're like, oh, the next match, you know, going 100 miles an hour. I felt terrible for her in a lot of spots. So she just kind of sat there for a lot of time. But. She was like having a fan, like kind of like having a Japanese fan of stardom on commentary. So there were some really Definitely. cool parts, especially at the end, where she really had a lot to contribute. 
and uh, I wish he would have talked smack about uh, about Gideon Gray, but he's getting beat up, so she felt sorry for him. So. She's way too nice. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So match number two, Luke, and uh, this is pretty great. We get, um, and I, I have like these, I have these people's kind of monikers and, and descriptions a little bit and stuff here. So we got Himeka, which is the jumbo princess, all right? We have Thecla, the toxic spider, Luke's favorite wrestler. She's and amazing. And we have My- May Sakura, all right? And I don't have a description of her. And this is versus AZM which is the high-speed champion. They have a high-speed title, and we'll get into what that means. And Soya Kamatani, who is the tallest lady wrestler in Japan, according to commentary. And then, my favorite, in stardom, Lady C! Lady C! Lady C stands for fucking awesome. That's what the C stands for. That's right. So... Lady C is my favorite because we saw her like one time and she only does giant power moves. And she's not really that big. She's kind of a little bigger than everybody else. Like she's a little taller, but she only does huge moves. So she does choke slams and power slams and shit. It's great. Anyway, I love her. So we get three different styles in this match as they like each like pair of wrestlers, you know, kind of like wrestle each other one on one. So, you know, for example, we get, I think it's Himeka and we get maybe uh, Kamatani, I think, together. And so they're wrestling each other and it's like big power moves and stuff, right? And then we get <laughs> Lady C tagging in and she does the giant swing and I was marking out. <laughs> I, was like, I, love, I love Lady C because she is basically female Tai Chi too. And it's great. So anyway. Then we get what I want to hear you talk about this a little bit, Luke. So we get AZM and which is the high speed champion and Thecla. Tell me about these two going after getting after it here. Um, I feel like if you blinked at all, you missed all of it. <laughs> I reckon Ishimori watched uh, Thecla and AZM wrestle and was like, God damn. Because. All right. Thecla might be one of the fastest wrestlers I have ever seen. And AZM obviously can hang. So they're, they're going like, a no, they're not going a million miles an hour. They're going 2 million miles an hour. And I swear every time they move, there's a blur right behind them of where they used to be. It's awesome. They're so fast. And, and Tekla with the toxic spider, of course she does the, uh, you know, the Bray Wyatt thing, the spider thing that, that he what? does. She like does the kip up version of that where she's yeah. laying flat. She's laying flat on her back and then suddenly she's up on her on her fingertips and, and like toes. And it's like how? And she's going and like making noises and shit. I loved it. I got her immediately. When you what what makes a pro wrestler good? Well, there's one way a pro wrestler can be good, and that is you get him immediately. I get her immediately. As soon as I saw yeah. her wrestle, I was like, oh, she's gonna do shit like this. And she did shit that was even cooler when I can imagine. It was awesome. Man, yeah. and freaking million miles an hour, like holy <laughs> shit! <laughs> so, and, but the yeah. the big star of the match though to me was Hamika Hemeka. I'm sorry, and That's she right. does like because she's kind of like in it at the end too, and she's kind of like I don't know. She's a big star in this match. She does a double torture rack, and then Samoan <laughs> drops both of them, which is fucking incredible, and it's like. There's a bunch of double, triple teams, just like in the Rambo a little bit at the beginning. It's kind of a bunch of that, but it's a, it's a little more, it's a little better. You know, like the Rambo was like, 
little rough, you know, worker wise, but this was pretty great, man. Um, we get uh, someone hit a awesome springboard crossbody that was awesome. And then Thecla hits one off the top. Sakura hits her finish on Kamatani, but Lady C climbs up to the top rope and choke slams her. <laughs> and I was like, yeah. It was like a second rope choke slam. We get a nasty, like this nasty double stop too off the top rope from AZN, and everybody's in the pool hitting moves. There's all these reversals and shit, and a huge big boot from Kamatani makes her opponent start bleeding. And I think it was uh, Himeka, I think. And uh, there's just incredible, beautiful moves from these ladies, and it ends with a 450 splash uh, for the Kamatani pinfall victory and lady c wins the match because she's on her team so lady c wins yep that match was gnarly i kind of wish they started with that match but i guess let's just get the yo match out of the way first. yo and show have to wrestle each other on every new japan show so. every time <laughs> fuck me all right so next we've got uh oh you were going to mention the high speed uh championship yeah well you told me about it they have a high-speed championship, and they wrestle a billion miles an hour. Yeah. And oh so, I mean, that's kind of what uh, – I, I think there's a time limit, too, with that. That I would assume there's a time limit with that uh, championship, so yeah. it's probably like a 10-minute 10, 10 match or something like that. And um, I'll see if I can find out anything more about it. All right. So the next match we have is uh, Shuri, uh, who I think is the stardom champion, if if I got that correctly, and Tom Lawler versus Julia and ah! Zack Sabre Jr., uh, <laughs> Tom, Brilliant. Tom, uh, Tom starts doing the shorts thing. You know, he's teasing, taking his shorts off, and uh, Julia and Tex Jr. I'm, I'm not impressed. They just uh, <laughs> they look turn the their backs. Other way. <laughs> yeah, look the other way. To look at him. I love it. I love it. Tom, Tom uh, gets right into Zack Saber Jr.'s face right away, and he's like, George Michael still sucks. So uh, these two men get each other into into like uh, leg bar submissions and they roll around. They roll outside the ring and as they're doing it, they keep just slapping each other as well. So it's a submission slap fight. <laughs> oh my god! Uh, like the the ladies uh, start like kicking them to try to break it up and they won't do it. So Shuri scoop slams Julia onto Zack Sabre Jr. to break the hold. Man. <laughs> and that's oh important, right? Because that's the first time the men and the ladies have mixed it up. And we're learning that in Japan, on this show, a mixed tag doesn't mean that the lady can't attack the man and vice versa, right? This is important. That's true. So, uh, yeah, uh, there's like – there's a silly but really fun long-running kicks by uh, (laughs) by Shuri and I think uh, Lola, was it? That was amazing. (laughs) The women, like, they start kicking each other's asses, and it's gnarly, and I'm loving it. Then Tom Lawler gets in the way. So they both beat him up, both of them. They're like, what are you doing? Get out of the way, Tom. We want to kick each other's asses. So that's fucking uh, so funny. There's, like, double Cobra twists and all this kind of stuff. And then, like, uh, Zack Sabre Jr., he traps uh, Lawler in in a kind of pin for the win. But... This match did its job because we get a lot of Tom and Zack Sabre Jr. stuff. And I'm like, but I want more Shuri and Julia. Yeah, mission accomplished. Do you want more of those two? I guess I wonder where you could go to get more of those two because I like Shuri, but I like Julia even more. I thought Julia was awesome. Like, I was like, oh, yeah, 
I would definitely like uh, like to see uh, Julia in a, in a boot match. So I think that'd be gnarly. Yeah. Well, they're going to have a match. So that's yeah. what was also announced after the match. Uh, this match is that they're going to have a match on their, like, I think it's December 29th is their next big show. So uh, I wonder if we'll get any more future uh, stardom matches that are important and, and might be on shows that we want to watch. We'll see. So, <clears throat> all right, Lou. This is pretty awesome. So this is kind of like, to me, this is the marquee matchup of the show because it's a Takataichi Mania match, basically. Oh, yeah. And, you know, just not, we don't have JTO wrestlers. We have Stardom wrestlers, which are arguably way better. So this is uh, pretty awesome. We have Starlight Kid, Momo Watanabe, El Desperado, and Doki versus go. the Cosmic Angels. It's Natsupio, Ta Tam Nakano, Kanemaru and Taichi. And so I'm watching this, right? Now, Luke, I, I would like this. you to describe Taichi's entrance. Tell me what happened. Tell me how you think Miho was feeling. Oh, like Taichi's in the shit shit list. If they're, if they're an item or whatever like that, he's sleeping on the couch or something like he's because Taichi starts coming out doing his you know, he's awesome, amazing performance as he, as he always does, pitch perfect. Mm -hmm. But then his music stops and uh, uh, Nats Boy and uh, Tam Meccano come out to, to their music, which has a singing component to it as well. They stand on like kind of either side of Tai Chi, they're doing their sing song and then all three of them kind of walk to the ring together. And I'm just like, poor Miho. <laughs> but uh, it was an awesome entrance. Like this is the kind of entrance I was like, if this match turns into a musical, I'm okay with that. <laughs> <laughs> well, so, you know, Desperado and um, Starlight Kid and Momo Watsonabi and Doki, they don't like this. And they get they interrupt the entrance. And so Taichi kind of has to politic with them and be like, listen, just let's do this. And then they just let him do it. <laughs> it's really funny because it didn't – It usually that devolves into the – you know, hot shot match, but it didn't, which was funny. And so, and just um, to point out, Starlight Kid uh, is a masked wrestler, uh, in case people don't know, and uh, so obviously, so he's El Desperado, and they have half and half masks, half Despi, half Starlight Kid on both yeah. their masks. I fucking love that. Yeah, they were uh, they were also on the cover of a certain magazine that uh, will play a role in the next night. We're not talking World Tag League tonight though, so because uh, no, you know, our, we thought a tag. show. As big as this deserves, right. like, yeah. Absolutely. So, all right. Uh, you talked about the mask. So, and then Momo and Doki, they both have poles, by the way, too. So, like, Momo <laughs> has, like, a baseball bat, and Doki has his pole. And so they're posing together, and we get Desperado and Starlight Kid posing together. So, it, you know, this is pretty cool. And then the other team exists, too, which is a pretty good team. So Taichi and his lady teammates, they have that whole song routine. Other team interrupts, but they continue – and this identifies Doki's team as the heel team, which is fucking bullshit, but it is what it is. So um, Mobo wants to wrestle Taichi Sumo style, and I'm here for it. I'm like, as the kids say, I was like, all right, let's do it. And so because we had just seen, like I said, this is kind of shocking seeing the, you know, the women just beat the shit out of Tom Lawler in the last match and how that was just going to be OK on this. Uh, because so at this point, we're thinking anything could happen here. And so we get high speed running the rope stuff. Um, from Starlight Kid and Natsupio. I don't know how to say her name, but she's awesome. Yeah. And Desperado tags in. He tries to attack the lady. 
and Kanemaru is in, and they do tremendous junior-style wrestling, all based around headlocks, as they do when they're in the Super <laughs> So that was fun. <laughs> Starlight Kid uses a box or something on Kanemaru. <laughs> she like picks up a box off the ground and hits Kanemaru with it, and the lady heel faction from earlier all show up and beat up Kanemaru. <laughs> 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 I love that. That was so great. So... um we get a satellite DDT from Kanemaru onto his tag team partner, Doki, for a, a hot tag and uh, Tam and Momo in. And we get all kinds of double team moves from both teams with uh, a nasty dual German suplex spot from the Cosmic Angels oh that was God. pretty cool. Uh, Tam and Momo, they're still legal, right? And uh, they do reversals and build to a great head kick double down. It's awesome. Taichi and Desperado get in, right? And they wrestle for a bit, but Doki comes in for a save on Desperado. He gets the tag. And what's he do to Taichi? He puts him in the Doki Chokey, Kevin. <laughs> so he does the Doki Chokey. And then there's a do- And while that's going on, Desperado has uh, Kanemaru in the numero dos. Unbelievable. You believe these fucking guys? So when we <laughs> saw that, you know, if you had, you know, if you followed us a long time, you know about that this is from the, uh, Des- you know, Takataichi Desumania match, right? So, uh, fantastic. Desperado gets slapped by Natsupio, and Momo uses her pole. Uh, there's a double Suntory surprise on Doki and Momo. That's really great. So, because Kanemaru came out, bring- he-, he came out with two bottles of whiskey. So, we knew a double one was coming off. The pants come off. Tam and Taichi, they take the love back, Luke. And then there's a double super kicks, Black Mephestu on Doki. Oh, and Taichi gets the pin. But, you know, he has a talk with Tom, Tam after the match, and she jams her knee getting out of the ring. I don't know if you saw that. <laughs> she jumped out of the ring and jammed her knee, and it looked real. And I was like, oh, no. One of my favorite parts of this match is when uh, Natsupoi uh, spits out the Suntory surprise and then make and then sells the fact that she does not yes! like the taste of it. And I thought that was fucking fantastic. This match, everyone in this match, they might as well have had gigantic smiles on their faces because everyone just looked like they were having so much oh. fun, which meant I had so much fun in return. And Luke, I, guess what? Guess what else happened with this match? Is everybody got over too? That's yeah. what happened. Like this is a fucking fantastically booked. Not match. only did that, like. Like uh, Momo made me love her right away because she's like, all right, Taichi, let's go. And and then like right at the start, fucking kicks him as well. It's just like, I'm going to fuck you up, Taichi. And I was just like. He's so bad. He's like, what are you doing? Do I love Momo more Tanabe now? Yes. Yes, I do. <laughs> oh, that match is fantastic. I fucking love it. Oh, my God. Here's, here's, here's another match. We've got uh, Yutami Hayashita and Hiroshi Tanahashi versus yeah. Micah and Hiroki Goto. Micah uh, rules. I want Micah to win, but not Goto. So, like, uh, Goto and Micah are doing their entrance, and I'm like, uh, and uh, Charity's watching with me, and I'm like, uh, Micah is Goto's partner. And Charity's like, what, really? I mean, tag partner. (laughs) And Charity's like, oh, all right, that makes sense. Well, (laughs) because we know what's going on, Luke, is that at home, Goto's real partner, he had wife heat. He had nuclear wife heat for doing this match but you could tell just look at goto he's like ah you are over there you sure are lady i'll be over here being a male wrestler not looking at ladies that's what he looks like and, and uh i feel like uh tana tanahashi is in the spirit of this match as well of of this whole mix thing because 
Uh, Micah goes up against the ropes, and Tanahashi grabs her. So uh, Yatami can beat the shit out of her. And I'm just like, what are you doing, Tana, you motherfucker? He's so healed. I was like, all right. Tanahashi's in the spirit of the show. He doesn't mind. Like, I was like, all right, this is so much fun. Like, And it even gets more fun when the men and the women mix it up. This is They mix it up big time in this match. Like, Tana is getting <laughs> attacked. Uh, Tanahashi even slaps Micah in the face. Oh, my God. What? what? <laughs> that part was amazing oh I my god both men get like taken out as well by the ladies i'm just like all right yeah this is really cool uh like uh you know uh the women are conditioned out so can the man and it's all fun it's like yeah it it kind of gives me in a good way lucha underground vibes because that's how kind of lucha underground was but uh yutami wins with what they call a hijack bomb which is like this giant like spin power bomb thing, which looks fucking gnarly. I loved that. So uh, I'm, I was already a fan of Micah because uh, I have seen her wrestle in Takataiti Mania. So yes. uh, I was in there, and uh, man, uh, I really like her. She wrestled with Water's Sorry. sister on Takataiti Mania. That's right. <laughs> Mariah, yeah. And uh, I like I like the end of this. Uh, both Tanahashi and Utami uh, up on the you know near the uh, entrance, and uh, Tanahashi goes to the side, grabs an air guitar, tosses one to Utami, and both of them play a bit of air guitar too, which is <laughs> really fun and really nice. It's Waka. just like one of those shows where for most of the ma- most of the matches, it didn't matter who won or who lost. No, like Doki loses nothing losing here, Micah loses nothing. Losing here, why? Because everyone's getting over in these matches that you need to get over. Like, ah, it's so well done. I loved it. I, I had two takeaways from this match, other than all the awesome stuff you already mentioned. Is that like lady commentator Waka? She had no idea what was going on at the end. She's like, "Why are they playing guitar?" <laughs> like, what is this? Which was pretty funny. But uh, also, I just this is a uh, more of a New Japan, you know, standard show kind of observation. But okay, so Tanahashi looks. He usually dresses to the nines for wrestling. But why is he wearing this faded pants that are clearly very old? You know what I mean? And I'm thinking that's part of his like new character that he's been working on. The I'm old now character. You know, I have to take shortcuts and and I have to, you know, win with roll ups. I'm not going to win with my finisher anymore. I'm going to win with my brain and I'm going to slap ladies. (laughs) (laughs) I'm an old secret asshole now. He tries to hit a low blow. I think it was Goto. Goto hit a low blow on one of the ladies in this match. <laughs> yeah, he did. Oh my yeah. god. So uh, I feel like uh, everyone's having a good time with uh, all the different dynamics because we've seen a million like Tanahashi Goto things. But you put Micro on one side and you tell me on the other, on the other, and it just gives it this whole fun freshness that oh, I just dug it. Well. There's that thing, too, where Tanahashi's like, you're going to come in my ring? I'm going to slap you. You know what I mean? And so what's great is that in this match, I I can't remember if you mentioned this or not, but uh, I think it's Micah. Micah gets to suplex Tanahashi in this match. So, like, her getting slapped, she gets over on him. And that's, like, that's the whole thing we've always talked about, where, like, Ishii picks a fight with somebody, a slap fight, and then he loses to put that person over you know, that's like, yep. that's that amazing thing about pro wrestling. So that match was awesome. Now, Luke, after that, we got a big announcement. It's a big deal. Strong Spirits 
there's a commercial for strong spirits and this shit is fucking hilarious because what it is it's like tai chi sitting on the couch and i'm assuming he's playing strong spirits but i'm not sure but then maya irutani and and tam nakano they get announced that they're coming to the strong spirits game and tai chi is furious and he screams so loud that like like cartoon words come out of his mouth. <laughs> 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 that made me piss my pants laughing. I love that so much. <laughs> oh my God. All right. The next match that we're going to talk about, Luke, is United Empire versus LIJ proper, which is what I will re- be referring to LIJ minus Teton. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, I mean, we've had a lot of. You know, we haven't mentioned any refereeing yet on this night because Ref Chumpy only showed up for this match. It's awesome. He's finally fucking here. I've been waiting the whole time. So he's here. And we get Aussie open and catch 2-2 here. And I realized that United Empire has three legit tag teams. That's pretty cool. One of them is not even in World Tag League. um, (laughs) Yeah, and, and on World Tag League night one, like GBH have a match, but they're not in World Tag League. That's funny. All right, we get the full Lij entrance, and listen, I never get sick of that. I can I don't care if it's two thirty in the morning. I don't care what time it is. The full Lij Lij entrance without Teton is like one of the greatest things ever, and so that's awesome. Gideon Gray gets his own entrance, and his walking stick is all taped back together. So he's he's doing his little shenanigans trying to get on the mic, and Naito steals the cane immediately, <laughs> like instantly, right? He announces the guys, uh, United Empire, they attack before the bell, and Gideon attacks Shingo, and it's really funny. Um, Gideon is dead, and the lady commentator, she goes, is he okay? And Kevin Kelly goes, no. <laughs> that shit was awesome. That was amazing, yeah. <laughs> LIJ stop the shit out of Gideon. They take turns doing terrible things to him. And this is when Lady Commentary is like getting sympathy for Gideon. So it's great. Kevin Kelly's asking her like he is bad guy, you know, and shit. And she's like, nah, he's getting beat up. That's the problem. Like fucking Bushi stomps him in the balls. Why? So, and then Naito just breaks the cane into a thousand pieces again. So Gideon fires up. And he hits a crossbody on Hiromu and Naito. That's the thing we were just talking about, where a guy gets over on somebody, and that's how it works. So TJP, he get, he's in to go with Hiromu. It's awesome. Akira in. He does all kinds of amazing high-fly things. You know, um, juniors wrestling with Hiromu and Shingo even. Shingo's in the mix with the juniors a lot in this match. It's pretty cool. Then we get Dunkzilla versus Sonata. And, like, I, I messaged you this because, like, my favorite thing now is watching Dunkzilla bump all over the place. Because the guy bumps like a maniac. <laughs> it's awesome. He's a big dude, he's, too, and he's, he's a bump He's gigantic, and he's bumping all over the place. So I was excited to see him bump all over the place for Sonata, and he did not disappoint. So uh, Sonata puts Fletcher in the Paradise Lock, but not Dunkzilla. So, but he does drop <laughs> toehold Dunkzilla into Fletcher's butthole. So that's a thing. LIJ, they're doing all the LIJ moves, and everybody's in the pool. Dunkzilla hits some crazy swinging double, like double drop slam thing. I don't know what that was. It was awesome. He like picked the guy up like for a power bomb, and then kept. Or was it like a gut wrench? And he kept like slipping him back and forth, slipping him back and forth, and then slammed him. Pretty cool. 
uh, Aussie Open do Aussie Open things on Bushi, and they hit the Corialis for the win. I don't know what that means. I'm going to have to look that word up. And the crowd does not like it. They're fucking pissed. <laughs> they just oh, go nice. silent. And they've been on fire the whole night. And they're like, nope, don't like it at all. But uh, they they definitely wanted LJ to win for sure. <laughs> Luke, after the match, uh, Naito steals uh, Gideon's jacket again, and then Shingo puts it on, and uh, Naito whips Gideon into English commentary, and he loves it, and it's so much fun. Oh, I thought this was a lot of fun. Look at Naito's face every time like Gideon Gray's near him. He's so just got happy. a big grin on his face. It's like <laughs> I love trolling him. It is so much fun, and uh, yeah, it is. And like it, his team lost, and Naito's still all smiles trolling Gideon Gray. It's care. fucking fantastic. Yeah, how is he a face? It's awesome that he's a face. You know, the the reason he's a face is because of years and years and years of booking. That's why he's a face. But he, That's can, right. he can do no wrong. It's awesome. And uh, next we have uh, ah! the great Muda's last New Japan pro wrestling match. So we have uh, Great Okan on the cob and Aaron Hinar. I know. I'll, I'll stop doing that. Aaron Hanare. <laughs> so many ways uh, to job in this match. But uh, <laughs> we knew it. But, like, this is another match where who cares who wins or loses. The main thing here is the great Muda. So we've got the great Muda, Kazuchika Okada, and Toriano versus uh, Great Okada on the cob and Hanare. And this is exactly what it needed to be. It's it's, it's just a really fun time and really nice send-off for Muda. Muda doesn't do much, but he doesn't really need to. He comes in, he he he, he tries to miss on Great Khan once and kind of misses. <laughs> and uh, there's all this green shit all over Great Khan's back for the rest of the match. <laughs> but uh, he does get red misted later on, Mr. Great Khan. So that's really cool. And I don't know if if you had this kind of in your head head as well watching this match, but are you kind of hoping that after this, maybe Great Khan will uh, add a little bit of uh, mist to his repertoire, maybe? Question mark? Well, did you know that the mist is not something... It, it's not everybody can do it. There's a gland that some people are born with that's in your throat, right? And so, like, if you notice, when, when Great Khan did the mist, he, like, kind of, like, put his finger on his gland in his throat and kind of pushed in a little bit. That's how you, that's how you make the mist happen. So right. he can do it. He has the gland, and now he knows the secret <laughs> of the mist. I mean, this is just like the TTD. It's just like the Mongolian chops. I love it. I mean, Great Okan, he's the legend killer. It's great. I love it. Yeah, he he really is. Uh, like, so he get, he gets he's not going to get his revenge. It's not really about him. It's it's about Muda having a good send off and all that kind of stuff. Okada does win with a rainmaker on Hanare, and it was just. Really nice, you know. It's not a spectacular ten out of ten, five billion star kind of match, but it was, as a final New Japan match for Muda, you got the two right guys, and apparently he used to tag with Yano, or Yano used to help him, or something like that. And you've got the main face of New Japan, Okada, and then you've got like Great Okan, who's like a really good foil for for all this kind of stuff too. So I thought this was, I guess it sounds weird trying to describe a New Japan match as adorable, but. It's what it was. It was a really good time. I got, I enjoyed it greatly. Yeah, they. I mean, there was some really fun stuff in here. Like for example, 
like Creative Con figured out ways to work with Muda that wouldn't hurt him and make him do like he wasn't Irish whipping Tanahashi in quotes, as we've uh, said many times, you know, on the show. He was working with Muda trying to help him out. For example, like one of the big moves that Creative Con got was the claw to Muda's knees. <laughs> oh, yeah. I love it. <laughs> I love that so much. That made me laugh so hard. And like, that's this whole match. Also, Okada gets the win. He's the number one contender. He should win this match, of course. Definitely. And so, you know, although, you know, it would have been nice if Okan pinned Muda, but Muda, you know, they did explain this a little bit, you know, during the match. But if you don't know, you know, great Muda is the, you know, Kishin Liger. He's the, you know, alter ego right. of Keiji Mudo. And so, like, he's not he's not of this earth. He's some crazy demon. And so there was From many hell. times. But that works great for an old guy because there's, like, one yeah. part where he wandered to the wrong corner, Luke. I don't know if you saw that. But that doesn't matter because he's crazy. You know, he's, he's, he's the great Mudo. He's insane. He will go to the wrong corner, you know. So, there was like it like anything he does that could be a mistake is just easily explained by that and that was great i thought that was a lot of fun and i enjoyed it i you know my only my biggest problem with this match was trying to you know like figure out how i could make a riding off into the sunset metaphor in japan because it's the rising sun yeah that's right oh <laughs> That's really that's really good. <laughs> I mean, after the match, Luke, I don't know if you saw this, but like Great Ukon climbs back in the ring, right? He wants to take on Muda one more time, and Muda just hits the shining wizard because he didn't get to do it in the match. He he kind of hit a shitty one in the match, so they let him hit the shining wizard. Great. Loved it. Yep. Yeah. All right. All right. Are you ready for this? Yep. Are you fucking ready for this? So I have to say. This was a little bit disappointing. So I'm not going to shit on this match because this match is fucking awesome. All kinds of cool shit happened, but kind of like their other one better. You know what I mean? Um, hmm. Maybe I'm wrong, but I kind of like the other one better. So here we go. We get um, it's the U.S. title match. It's IWGP U.S. title match. And really, it's not about the match, Luke, is it? You know, it's about what happens after. But the match itself was awesome. We get Will Ospreay, who is the champion versus the challenger. Shota Umino and Red Shoes is the ref for this match again. So that does play into the match later in a kind of a cool way. So we get Shota in all white, and he doesn't give a fuck about COVID. He's been wrestling in, in America. He doesn't care. So he runs over and just stands in the crowd on a chair. That's great. So... <laughs> Because, the, you know, Great Okan can't be out there because he's, you know, selling the mist. We got the UE tag teams um, from the first match out the flank, Will, who is in Hayabusa gear. Listen, you're going to put the Hayabusa mask on. Cool. Please wear it to the ring before you take it off. <laughs> God damn. <laughs> You know, I, now there's all these pictures on the Internet of him with Hayabusa's daughter. And apparently he had her, you know, I mean, it's I don't know that guy. I mean, what, what do I care? You know, but at the same time, I just thought it was funny. He like had this cool Hayabusa mask and he just takes it off two seconds after he shows up. Like, why don't you fucking wear it to the ring? But anyway, um, that was the thing that happened. So they do the Osprey super fast match start. You know, it's like right into big, strong style striking. We get Shota. He hits it. Uh, oh, boy. This was at like three, four in the morning. So we'll see how this goes. He hits the 
Um, oh, he gets, he like drops an opponent, hits that flying uppercut combo thing that he does. He grinds down Will, and eventually Will will take back over, and they settle into that uh, very nice strong style match uh, rhythm. It's all very, very good. And Will, he gets a rare New Japan Pro Wrestling replay after a plancha to the floor. That's what you're going to replay from this match? There's another one later. Mm. But uh, they kind of botch the uh, the whole thing where he does where he runs up a dude's chest and then flips over. But it goes right into – they, like, recover in a way that is like, wow, fuck that other move. Don't ever do that one again because these are even better. And they do all these incredible reversals. There's another replay after Shota runs into a Liger bomb from uh, Osprey that is like – Osprey's been doing this thing where I think that he did it in the match with Okada, but Okada powerbombed him. And so, like, he hits the ropes, right, and the dude just runs into a Liger bomb. And, dude, that is one of the coolest moves you will ever see. And that was in this match. So take everything else, I yeah. say, with a, a bug chunk of salt. Uh, will goes to the top. So sh- yeah, chunk of salt. He hits the ropes. Oh, okay, so Will's up on the top rope. Shota hits the ropes, crotching Will, and we can already see that like red shoes doesn't like that right so um there's all this headbutting nonsense and then a cheeky nando's will hits the deal the fucking falcon arrow man nobody kicks out of the falcon arrow it goes to the top <laughs> of 450 splash for two and there's crazy reversals of finishers and another lagger bomb from uh will os cutter for two will's getting all kinds of strikes to the back of shota's head and it's scary all right. And Red Shoes has to like intervene. Right. Commentary was amazing here because Chris is defend. This is how commentary is supposed to work for wrestling. Chris is defending Will's actions and Kevin Kelly is talking about how terrible it is. Oh, this is a great moment in wrestling right here. Uh, maybe I do like this match. So Shota, he grabs his father's leg. And he's begging him not to stop the match. And I, it did kind of remind me of when Hulk Hogan tried to leave. He, like, quit TNA and Dixie Carter was grabbing his leg. <laughs> no, but it was good. And so that was amazing. And, uh, you know, this leads to a really brutal area of this match where Shota keeps getting up. And he's just wide open. He can't protect himself. And Will just destroys him. And it's really scary looking. It's awesome. So he hits the all for one. He hits a hidden blade, but Shota like dodges it. He hits a pop-up knee, all right, AKA the good for two. And uh, he gets three of those reverse slam things and Shota's on fire. He's ready, right? I mean, he may not be conscious, but he's ready to win. And he hits the, <laughs> these guys do all the moves, every single one you could think of. You know, there's a pop up uppercut and some crazy running spinning cutter from Shota for two. There's a package style Death Rider, and we think, oh, well, this is Shota's big moment where he might win. You know, uh, but a pop up forearm from Will Blade for the no shooter kicks out, but then it's Hidden Blade and Stormbreaker for the pinfall victory immediately after this match i'm wondering who's going to challenge and i was thinking naito i was thinking taichi right but luke what did you think of this match and then tell me what happened after the match uh, i thought this match was really good i liked it about the same as their previous match uh i'm so i just knew shooter like last time was losing because shooter doesn't feel like a main part of the roster yet 
I know he's been back a little bit, and this is his like first big match back in Japan. But are you back? Are you back for good? Like, are you here? Uh, I guess we'll find out uh, after Wrestle Kingdom or something. Maybe New Year's Dash, I guess. But uh, we're ready for. I'm re- I'm ready to see Shooter on my on my TV every New Japan show. Please make that happen. But I really like this match. I really like the spot where uh, Shooter's down and re- re- Red Shoes is just like, yeah, I think you're fucked, son. And uh, Shooter <laughs> and Shooter grabs his legs and he's just like, no, nah. And he pulls himself up using using uh, Red Shoes. He's like, fuck you. I'm 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 not done. I can I've got this. So I thought that's really cool. Uh, I'm kind of glad they've addressed the uh, the whole father son thing. If they ever want to turn shooter heel, there's definitely a surefire way of doing that. Hey, Dad, fast count, boom. <laughs> you know. <laughs> hey, if they ever want to turn him heel, that's how you do it. But uh, I, I really like in real life, you would never have someone's dad be the fucking referee ever. But who cares about real life? This is wrestling, and wrestling is all about fun, interesting stories. And this is a kind of dynamic I don't think I've seen in wrestling before, or not often. So I really like it. And I, I, um, I want to see what's next for Shooter. I want him to be back full time. Please make it happen. So yeah, uh, I'm thinking it's not Naito. He's got World Tag League, and he probably will win that. Uh, maybe Taichi, but it seems like uh, after uh, the first night of World Tag League, maybe him and Shingo are going to have another go around. But uh, ah, yeah. Oh, sorry, did I? That's spoiler for the first night of World well, Tag everyone. But. Yeah, well, that's not something you do now, you know. Yeah. Uh, we were. I was but. just trying to think of people that didn't have a singles match yet for Wrestle Kingdom, but there was one person I didn't think about, and who was that, Luke? So he's he's not there, and uh, I don't blame him because he just had a fucking gnarly match at uh, uh, Full Beer, but uh, the Titan Tron comes on, and it's fucking Kenny Omega. What? What? I'm watching Kenny Omega cutting a promo. I'm just like, I don't even know what you're saying. I can't focus on that because, like, I know immediately. I'm just, I'm smarking out. Uh, holy shit! That's gonna put. That's definitely. If uh, if anyone in Japan's having uh, second thoughts about Wrestle Kingdom, uh, I think they just sold a few extra tickets just now because, uh, yeah, it it got announced straight after uh, Billy versus uh, Shota. Yeah, Wrestle Kingdom. I don't even know if it's for the title. Who gives a shit? Just put these two in the ring. It is going to be Osprey versus Kenny Omega. Holy crap. Fuck. <laughs> it's a big money match. You know, you hear that yeah, cliche, but this is a big money match. And, like, it's shocking. I, I just, I was surprised, you know, because Kenny Omega has said that him leaving New Japan was rough. And he hates New Japan, kind of. You know, which is shocking because they kind of made him right. You know, they were mm. the ones that gave him the chance. I'm not defending them. I'm just saying that, you know, from a fan's point of view, I didn't know shit about Kenny Omega other than he's the guy that wrestled a little girl until he was in new Japan. So, yeah. like, you know, I, I, he's had his best matches ever there. And like, he got the clout that allowed him to build his own company from new Japan. So this is, this is a complicated match, like story wise, as far as that goes. And it's also just like surprising because I, I knew he'd be back eventually because there's money to be made. But like I thought there'd be some time. And uh, this is uh, this is amazing. It's only been a few years since. I mean, 
what three or four years or whatever since he's been at Wrestle Kingdom. It hasn't been that long. He's still the Kenny Omega of old, and he's going to wrestle Will Ospreay at Wrestle Kingdom. It's going to be, I mean, this match will be insane. And not only will it be insane, but it'll be like Wrestle Kingdom worthy. That's something we talk about around Wrestle Kingdom time mm-hmm. when, when there's matches and we're like, well, this was okay. And they've done a lot of that during the pandemic because they had to. So I don't know, man. I'm like trying not to get too fired up about this, but this is like, this might take me a week to soak in. This is pretty, yeah. pretty cool. Wait, listen. All right. I, I don't want to go into too big of a diatribe, but what you got to understand about us folks out there listening is that we've been you know, carrying the torch of New Japan, uh, you know, through their uncool period. They used to be the coolest promotion on the planet Earth, you know, and that's probably when we figured out what they were, you know, and that's it's been a long time since they've been at that. So it's like for I, I mean, for me personally, it's just like, man, I just I don't know. I hope other people will come share our love for New Japan and they'll realize that there's people like us out there that talk about it and maybe they want to listen to us and interact with us and stuff like that. That's it, it gives me hope of stuff like that. Yeah. Not only that, like I, I feel like since Kenny Omega's left New Japan, there's a new president of New Japan uh, pro wrestling. I can't remember his name, but uh, there is one. And I feel like this president is just like, well, we could hold stupid grudges and all this kind of shit, or we could sell some <laughs> tickets and make some fucking money. Which option would you choose? Yeah, I'm going to choose the money one, please, because not only does that, because um, not only do we win by making more money, the fans win. Put all your egos yeah. aside. Do the fans want Kenny Omega versus Osprey? Yes. All right, let's let's try to make that happen. Let's give it to them. So fuck yeah. And all this kind of stuff. So, yeah. So, now, uh, listen. I don't even I, think I, the previous president was into crossovers and things like that either. <laughs> well, Forbidden Door was a good show, and tonight was fucking fantastic. So, uh, you're wrong, Mage. Get out of here. I I opened up my fantasy dream book, Luke. It's been a while, and there was a page in there that said some. It said something like, you know, like Kenny Omega uh, loses, but then after Okada beats, um. Jay White and gets the title, he challenges him or he challenges the winner of that match. I'm just saying. So there's money yeah. to be made, folks. And uh, it's exciting that uh, that's out there. Now, we have experience with both of the people that are in this next match. And I, I'm excited to hear you talk about this match, Luke. Oh, are you? Okay, cool. Uh, it is Maya Iwatami versus Kyrie. And uh, commentators do two things in this match, uh, both probably in- unintentional, but uh, it does happen. And uh, I feel it is what it is. But uh, they, they start off by saying, oh, uh, Maya Iwatami's beaten Kyrie um, more than Kyrie's beaten Maya Iwatami. And I was like, oh, for fuck's sake. All right, Kyrie's winning this. Uh, not only that, like, they, they do a good job of giving us a um, – a good backstory, but you know, info about both Maya Iwatami and Kyrie, which is definitely helps. Uh, yeah, it was important stuff. Like a lot of Stardom fans are like, I know this already. Oh, I'm so bored. I know this already. You know, like the the dentist, uh, no, the ear piercing sketch. You know, I think you should leave. But never mind. But uh, <laughs> yeah, the other, yeah, the other thing that they do is they talk about how um, Maya Iwatami stayed 
in stardom and Kyrie left and and Mayu Tami had stardom on her back and all this kind of stuff and well, which made me which to me immediately made Kyrie a heel in my eyes and I was going for my Iwatami even more than I was previously because uh I was just like yeah I like the loyal it made you with Tommy more, yeah. Fuck this guy, but you know that's just a silly storyline stuff. The match <laughs> is great. It is. I'm not sure if it's like some kind of five star kind of mega banger or anything, but it didn't really need to be because like everyone just starts crying, man. Everyone except for maybe the ladies in the ring. They they kind of hold it in until the end, but like everyone, yeah, yeah like. Waka's crying. There's women outside, like around the ring, watching this match, bawling their eyes out. There's people in the crowd bawling their eyes out. This match is like, it's a big deal. Like it's one of the biggest deals. It's like we're 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 uh, crowning our first ever IWGP Women's Champion, and uh, it it kind of added to everything. So like it didn't need to be this like spot fest or anything like that to kind of make a mark on me. This is a match probably going to stick with me for a while. There is a funny part of this match that is unrelated. Uh, by this point, uh, Charity had fallen asleep because it's a lot of wrestling and she's an early bird. So she's been hey, up for a while. Me too. Me too. <laughs> yeah. So I'm sitting on the couch. She's got her head on my shoulder, just like falling asleep. And she wakes up and she's like, Oh, the guy, the girl you didn't want to win one, and then went back, back to sleep. So she woke up for the finish, saw Kyrie won, went back to sleep. <laughs> I mean, I had a similar experience actually, but uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know, Luke. Was there like this is all about the story, right? This match is all about the story. The work's pretty good, you know, but it's all about yeah. the story. The story definitely kind of transcended anything they did they did in a match which is like uh the story of you know you got Kyrie who's just coming back to stardom and all that kind of stuff and uh my uatama who's always flown the flag for stardom and there's that bit of a respect thing going on between both women man it was pretty gnarly they beat the shit out of each other you know in in my you always wanted like i know a lot of people have been my uatami fans for quite a while i was introduced to her Recently, where did she wrestle that we saw at Royal Quest? Yeah, yeah, but, she did because she she, wrote, you know she wrestled from... the uh, the pale lady. I don't know from where. Oh yeah, Lucha yeah. Underground as well. Yeah, she was on Lucha Underground with with uh, Io Shirai and Kyrie. So they were all yeah. on. They were the Black Lotus people. Yeah, they're the three that uh, beats the shit out of Pentagon in a, a yeah. handicap match or something like that. It was amazing. So, yeah, uh, you know, and uh, I have to admit, like, I know Kyrie can go, but uh, by the time she was in NXT and WWE and stuff like that, I had stopped watching. So I've, I've seen a match or two, wasn't anywhere near as familiar as, I'd say, almost everybody else on the planet watching this match. <laughs> but, man, it, it's just, it was really good. I was really into it. They made me believe that Iwat- Mayo Iwatami would win, but no, um, Kyrie, she just uh, she she pulls it out and she becomes the first ever IWGP Women's Champion. And I was at first I was just like, oh, I want a Mayu to win. But then I'm thinking like, well, if she's the woman that flies the flag of stardom, she's probably going to stay in stardom. And it feels like uh, 
that the IWGP women's title will be a bit of a traveling title because, oh, there's an American show. Okay. Uh, New Japan American show. Okay. Yep. We've got our women's title match. Boom. Ready to go. And I think Kyrie's probably more inclined to travel and all that kind of stuff than uh, Mai Iwatami is. But and she probably lives in America too, maybe. I don't know. A lot of people who used to wrestle in America, even when they come back to Japan, they still seem to live in America for some reason. So, uh, yeah. No, it's... Uh, I, yeah. This You could make the comparison that's kind of like Kushida versus Ishimori, right? Who knows, mm. like, who's more famous? Well, Kushida is because he wrestled in America, you know, on TV. So I, it's a similar kind of thing as far as that goes. But... Um, the story, like the in-ring story of the match that was pretty neat is that like Kyrie, I want to call her Kyrie Singh because that's what she was called. Yeah, her, but it's Kyrie, just a she, habit, isn't it? And it's, it's a good name. It rolls off the tongue. Is that she does this elbow, the insane elbow or whatever, and it's just like the greatest elbow drop of all time. Listen, when she did that in America, it's a little different than when she did in Japan. Oh my God. When she did that move a couple times in this match and she like... I had a friend of mine that used to do elbow drop as a finish. And he used to tell me to say, either you kill yourself or you kill them. It's one or the other. Right. So he said that. And, and if you watch her, she is uh, putting the weight on the opponent and it's like, wow, that looks painful. Um, but the story of the match is that she does the insane elbow. So Maya was uh, attacking her arm and trying to put that out of commission, you know, a good chunk of the match, but it wasn't in that like, fuck your arm kind of way that we typically see. I was also, I had a lot of fun watching this because to me, this was like, <clears throat> I have not watched enough stardom, the matches to really know the rhythm of their kind of matches and how they go. This felt like a mm -hmm. new Japan match to me, you know, the way that it worked yeah. and the way they settled into a rhythm and they just kind of did this like certain kind of the steps were there, you know? And so the, it felt like a new Japan match. I wonder if they kind of did that on purpose. If the, a stardom match has a different feel, I don't know. I'm interested to find out. I also wonder, I'm pretty sure they wrestle in a smaller ring typically. So some of the like, kind of like on the ropes are smaller. I think they mentioned yeah, it. Yeah. I think the uneasiness and some of the like, kind of like mistimed things that we saw from some of the ladies, because they're, they're not on their home court. They're on New Japan. So they had to wrestle in a bigger ring. I think I could be wrong, but it just seemed that way to me. Um, but I, I really enjoyed this match. But it was all about that big emotional ending where, like you said, everybody's bawling their eyes out. Kyrie gets presented with novelty checks, you know, <laughs> or whatever that was. <laughs> that made me laugh so hard. But then she gives the speech at the end, right? You know, promo or whatever. And she's talking about who her next challenger is going to be. But before that, she talks about pro wrestling in general. And she talks about how pro wrestling doesn't owe you anything, you know. And it, it, I love when wrestlers say stuff like that. I love it because you, you meet people and you meet bitter, like meet bitter wrestlers or people that, you know, feel like that they got ripped off or whatever the case may be, you know, i.e. like CM Punk. He thinks yeah. wrestling owes him everything, right? Well, and then you meet people that are humble, and they say things like wrestling doesn't owe me anything. I, I owe everything to it. I mean, what a fucking fantastic promo, whether it's true or not. I just think that's awesome. So she's given this promo and Tam Nakano comes out and challenges and her arm is hurt, too. Yeah, it is. So Tam Nakano comes out and uh, hey, someone's got to lose to Kyrie first. Hey, I'm 
and I like Tamakano from that uh, uh, tag team match, so uh, I'm definitely into it. So yeah, so uh, they did announce also that the match uh, Kyrie versus Tamakano will happen at Wrestle Kingdom. Ah! That's another big fucking deal Good. out of the show. Is Stardom is now a part of Wrestle Kingdom on the main card. Fantastic. Yeah. None of this dark match bullshit. Fucking yeah. put a, put the ladies on there, showcase them, and they're going to crush it like they did they're gonna tonight. They're going to do a dark match too. But uh, I wonder if they'll have a ladies' no. Rambo this year and a, a men's Rambo. That'd be fun. You know, that That'd way they fun. get all they all get paydays, you know. But uh, Wow. This man, this like show was awesome, and it had like this like you know it was similar to the Noah show where at the end of it you're like oh man this is the start of something you know and and maybe it is maybe it isn't I know at least every year we've been covering New Japan Stardom's been a bigger part of Wrestle Kingdom and if anything they're owned by the same company why can't that happen more often I I really want to make sure that that's I think that Wrestle Kingdom should be like a joint show almost, or if they'd start doing two days again, I don't know. I just think, I just know one thing, Luke, and that is Wrestle Kingdom is going to be like seven hours long this year. And I'm so happy because that's the way it's supposed to be. It's supposed to be one day yeah. where you just watch wrestling like the whole fucking day. I'm ready. Don't get me wrong. Like I'm not against the two night thing, but that makes it a little less right. special. And then you got other companies that go, oh, we can get two days out of this. It's like it's like when you get to the last book of a series and the the production company is just like, let's turn that into two movies. Yes. Like, no. Last don't do series that. of a TV show and they turn it into two fucking seasons, fuckers. Like what? The yeah. Harry Potter movies did that, fuckers. They were the first to do that, and then everyone was just like, <gasps> yeah, yeah. So uh, <clears throat> that was the, the, the Wrestle Kingdom thing. Is the wrestling wrestling equ- equivalent, except you know good uh, but i am glad that it's back to one night and so far every match we've got kind of announced for it seems big important and must see so yeah it's gonna be a fucking I'm amazing excited. show same i'm excited for wrestle king and that was kind of the whole point but you know what else i'm excited for Luke? Ooh. Are, you ready for this? are you ready for this yeah. luke we get a drum roll and that is Takataiji Destiny Mania is on December 19th, Luke! Oh my god! Oh my god! Oh my, oh my god! god. Dude, yes, I, I'm so fucking amped for this. Like, yeah. I, I logged into the New Japan World uh, website. I can't remember why. Probably just to check something. And then it just I just saw it on the fucking screen straight away. I saw the poster. It's December 19th. It's got the really cool poster <laughs> on it. It's the Taka plus Taichi joint 50th anniversary event. Because Taka has been around for 30 years in wrestling and Taichi has been around for 20. Combine that, it's 50. I love these little animated posters that they do. As soon as I saw it, I sent it to you. I'm just like, uh, dude, there's a Taka Taichi show in December. I'm like, that's a fucking early Christmas present for us, man. Yes. Suzuki Goon are just like, we're going to hook Never Open Podcast up with some amazingness and, uh, and, uh, and do that. I know there's like another pay per view December 1st. It's like, Fujinami versus the Ace, but I'm just like, yeah. eh. If, I, I, if we have to choose one, it's Takataichi Mania t- ten times out of ten. So uh, we're gonna. If def- you guys get a chance, look at the poster. It's amazing. If you've listened to us talk about Takataichi Mania, you recognize every single person on that poster. Maybe not by name, but by nickname at least. So. Yep. I mean, fucking and, super tall dudes there. Andre the dickhead. You got karate yes, lady. You got you got your favorite. Oh! 
is on there too. It's awesome. Sure is. Yep. And if uh, and I say this every time, but I'm going to say it again because we might have a bit more ears listening to this one because of the uh, show we're covering. If you're a Suzuki Goon fan, these these shows are tailor made for you. Like you will love Takataichi Mania. It is pretty much a Suzuki Goon love fest, but it's also mixed. So you're going to have your women's tag matches, women's singles matches, all this kind of stuff. You got pretty much everything. You might get a death match because um, who's that death match guy? June Kasai, comes, yeah. June Kasai might show up. He's shown up at a few of these. Uh, he's the guy who uh, broke Desperado's jaw that one time. So, you know, these these are always amazing, fast-paced, fun shows. I, we, Andy and I, I don't know if we watch them. We, we watch sometimes we watch them live, but even if we can't watch them as they air, uh, Andy and I will just be like, uh, we'll watch this together when, we, when we've got uh, the time available, yeah. which is probably what we do. So yeah, this is, you know. So and I mean, I would sure. even add that if you liked the uh, match from, you know, if you watched American History X Under and you like Starlight Kid, Momo Watsonabi, El Desperado, and Doki versus Cosmic Angels, Chan Nakano, Kanemaru, and Daiki and Doki with Natsupio, then you're gonna love Takataichi Despi Mania, Doki Mania. Yeah. Oh, that's exactly right. Yeah, you, I couldn't have put said it better myself like those <laughs> yes honestly, you could have so <laughs> those are my two kind of favorite matches of the night just because of the vibe of those and the very takataichi mania so uh yeah and if you liked some of the women that you see here tonight from stardom some of them turn up at taka shows yeah uh, they do. Uh, micah does uh, I think they mentioned that it was either Micah or one of the other uh, Stardom ladies. Micah and, it was and mentioned, Wado's sister. Yeah, it was yeah uh, Mariah who won the Rambo, but it it, it was I think it was Micah. They said that uh, she actually trained at the the JTO oh. thing. I think it was either Micah or one of the You think she ever just uh, tap out? <laughs> Probably right. I think she's busy tapping other people out, like so. Uh, yeah. yeah. So yeah, uh, we're, we're doing the big sell for this because uh, these are shows that are worth watching and uh, they're a good time. And uh, I was quite—I haven't finished uh, last night's World Tag League, which is, which is good because I'd be tempted to be going straight into it. But uh, I heard Chris uh, start pimping it out, so I'm like, fuck yeah, man! You guys should be pimping these out. They're on your website being sold on your website pimp these a bit so uh, i was happy to hear that yeah they did mention it a few times and, and like overall commentary was good there was just like that's kind of how it always is you know until yeah. we get into world tag league so listen folks this is our uh history x over show right or crossover show all right uh mm-hmm. soon we'll be covering world tag league we apologize listen, in advance. listen folks we're going to be covering World Tag League. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's yes. the that is the minimum that we will be doing, right? And that is also probably the maximum we will be doing. I'm almost ready to pitch like a uh you know once a week just like World Tag League catch up, you know, like that kind of thing where we just like talk about some cool things that happen and just some of the results and move on to the next week because this is going to be a rough month, man. I don't. I actually don't mind that because I'm the only night that I don't have New Japan on this week, or we don't, is fucking Thursday. 
too. I'm like, seriously? You've got World Tag League on six days this week? Why does yeah. World Tag League need... It's a lot. I'm complaining about too much wrestling, but... Uh, yeah, I'm but it's... Asshole. Come on, man. Watch, watch finish night one, and then we'll talk. All right. All right. <laughs> Actually, how about this? <laughs> Let's regroup and talk after nights one and two, because then we'll have an example of what both nights are going to be like, and we'll go from there. All right? All right. I'll, I'll shoot you a message. Uh, uh, <laughs> I think I'm watch. I'll watch live tonight. So uh, you know, but after this show, tonight's show finished. Uh, yeah. I'm gonna try. That's all right, man. I'll I'll handle tweet. Look, look at this. We're, we're trailing off now. Oh man, I was on a pretty big high, not just from having watched this fantastic crossover show with uh, Stardom and New Japan Pro Wrestling, but uh, I'm already looking past World Tag League because I'm like Taka Taichi does be main it. Yeah. That's correct. That's shit. <laughs> but yeah, uh, unless. Uh, Mr. Andrew has anything that he might like to add in uh, in Gato. We trust. All right.